You're listening to Brigade Radio 1. Hello, Salutan, it's me, Tyson. Hey, how's everybody doing? Thanks for tuning in. I was a guest recently on something called High Content Podcast, which you can find on iTunes, with the host, Iraj Lopez. I'm on episode 33, and if you want to find that, you can go to SoundCloud or iTunes, and or you can, uh, you can find the show's Twitter at High Content Pod, and uh, you can reach out to the host, Iraj Lopez, at at I-R-A-J-L-O-P-E-Z. I really appreciate him having me on. You've heard me mention the show on Antisocial Show before. Also, we got a guest coming up next show. to be episode 49, at least, by that point. Uh, Corey Epps of Evil Teddy Bear Podcast, who's starting a new podcast. He spent a little time with us uh, the other night. So we probably got a couple of good, good size episodes with him, and we ended up playing a game anyway. You'll, you'll get to hear that when it comes up. All right. Well, thank you for listening and uh, be decent to each other. Peace. Episode of the Anti-Social Show. This awesome man is Tyson Saner, and I am Hunter Block. Okay, so back in the day, everybody, I, I used to like to, to share awesome things with you every week, or at least every or used to share some awesome things with you. But there is a, a new listener to us and a longtime listener of Strange Times. Her name is uh, Dana Lucas. She's a blogger now. When it comes to bloggers, are you trying to really create awesome stuff like beautiful works of art? If you're trying to share a business, whatever it is you're trying to get out there, the word, whatever it is that you're doing, you want people's attention, you want to create beautiful websites. And how are you going to do this? Squarespace.com. And that's right, Squarespace. You sign up for 12 months, you get a free domain name. How cool is that? So whatever it is you're trying to do, whether it's online or in real life, business, a blog, uh, soundcast, podcast, whatever it is, squarespace.com. You don't even need skill, man. You don't even need to, to be a web uh, a, a website designer. That's you don't need to know how to do code uh, because squarespace.com will give you tools needed to create uh, beautiful, awesome uh, websites for whatever it is you're trying to get out there. So go to www.squarespace.com, get created today. That's what I'm sharing with the awesome uh, audience uh have you ever tried blogging? Um, I'm not sure. Ah, so Tyson Dim's delights for, for scary story time. Like I have a whole different face. <laughs> I'm lit from this direction instead of the other way. What the hell happened? It's amazing what lighting can do. It's like the old Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde trick that uh, 
Because it wasn't Spencer Tracy's version, it was a different version where it's a special effect that was caught in camera with some lights and some red and green makeup. It doesn't matter. Uh, but I'm just... This is totally lost on people who are, who are listening to this. If, even, if, I, if I remember to... If I decide to include this, I'm talking about something that people can't see, but it's just directional lighting is what I'm talking about. Because I changed the light source in the room here, and I'm noticing that it affected my image in the camera to a very serious degree. Like, I'm not blue anymore, and the other side of my face is... is it's, but lighting makes a lot of difference, and it's strange that I'm just finding this out this way. Anyway, that, that digression brought to you by a giant hole in my head. <laughs> oh, shit. That's funny, dude. <laughs> As as the new uh, as the new uh, Godfather of uh, uh, soundcasts uh, actually was talking, giving us a a, uh, a thing about lighting, and it's it's actually what? Um, what would have been pretty cool, I think, is if Mark Hershon, okay, uh, brought you on to uh, uh, Tash, right? Onto what? Let's see, hold on. No, uh, oh, oh, I, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on here. I, I called you, I said, to the audience, I said, as the, the new godfather of soundcasts talked to us about lighting, I said it would have been cool if Mark Pershon, uh, you know, his last episode with you on, on the Succotash show, you know, when he was talking about, you know, having a new host and you're the new host and all that, if he were to play this song, okay? Hold on, wait, gotta go through the ad. No, that's not awesome. So once the ad goes through, I hate these ads. Oh, I was supposed to be listening to that. It's kind of fucking my joke up a little bit, but it's all right. There we go. So, if he would have played this and said, Tyson, I just want to let you know now that you're the new godfather of soundcasts. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Wow. Exactly. Because if you think about it, wow. he, he, you know, Mark Hershon is kind of like the, the godfather of soundcasts. Oh, certainly. So he the kind of like, right, the podfather. So the podfather re- retired, and now you're the new podfather, so you get to walk around in the white suit and the hat. Just roll with me here, dude. Roll with me. You're supposed to walk around town. You know, you're 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 Don Tyson with with the with the the white suit and everything like that, and you're supposed to like have an Italian accent from New Jersey. So you should be like, Bonasera, Bonasera. Oh, you want me to you want me to clip your your podcast? I do you a favor now, but one day I may call upon you to do a favor. <laughs> but wasn't it Don Finucci that wore the white suit in Godfather Part Two? Yes. The black hand. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was. That sad. was when. Uh, that was when the original Don Corleone was uh, just like a like a nobody, and he was like coming up right. in the old Italian neighborhood, and he winds up shooting him with his olive oil business. Yeah, sorry, yep. he doesn't. That was unfortunate timing. He doesn't shoot him with his olive oil business. <laughs> no, he shoots him with a gun. My bad. He takes the gun apart and all that other good stuff. Yeah, but, uh, these are great movies. Um, Two of my favorite movies of all time are the Godfather movies. Mm-hmm. No one likes part three though because part three sucks. I don't. I don't dislike part three. I just don't like it as much as part one and two. Definitely two. Uh, definitely two classics. Yeah, part one and part two. Yeah. In fact, it's been way too long since I've seen those movies. But uh, yeah. 
They're they're out. Bonsara. You know, I got to I got to thinking about he's doing the whole he's doing the whole uh that's a good imitation, dude. Oh uh, thanks, sir. Oh You're welcome. Uh the mother's my uh, my wife is crying in the next room. Sorry. It's, it's I'm sorry I I'm not, I don't remember the scene, but it's it's. I don't remember the whole scene, but I used to do the monologue with him when he comes downstairs. Anyway, I'm not. No spoilers from the Godfather. I, I will stop. Don't let me. Don't let me go down that road. Please continue. <laughs> so I got to thinking about. I got to thinking about like all the. Uh, we did uh, how many episodes of of uh, anti-social show, and then and all the episodes that we've uh, ever had, of course. We've discussed uh, a lot of things, and it's also very hard to remember. I mean, unless I went back to, like, episode one and listened to every... I mean, I have listened to every single episode as we, you know, as you sent it. But if, if I was to listen to every single episode again, it's astounding, like, how much stuff we actually did cover in, like, a year and some change time. But also we covered a lot of weird things, too. Like, remember, like, that one uh, that one episode where we talked about how the guy came from, like, the future... And he came back to like, was it like 2018? Because he wanted to warn us about the aliens, but he was like intoxicated. Yeah, I feel like that was within the last ten episodes. Yes, that sounds familiar. Like I don't think that was like toward the beginning. But what about no? It wasn't toward the beginning. Do you have an update for that, or was that, or was that just a? No, there was no update. But it was just like I got to thinking about. uh, uh, By the way, everybody. The, the reason why I brought that up is Tyson's laughing his ass off. The reason why I brought that up was because yeah, yeah. Tyson and I had a conversation before tonight's episode, and we were trying to just decide what to talk about. So I said, "Well, give me like five minutes, and then I'll I'll think of something." And so, as I'm standing outside, uh, thinking about this, it, 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 it occurred to me uh, of all the of all the like really cool things, like all the normal conversations we've had. We talked about movies, uh, diets, uh, politics a little bit, and then we talked about like, very weird things. And that was like a very weird thing because basically, I mean, I've noticed there's a lot of strange shit going on in this country lately. If, if you uh, like, you know, like with that guy, for example, you know, which guy? Uh, Hmm? Which there's crazy things going on in the country. Which 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 which? Country? Oh, it seems like there's a lot of craziness going on lately. Sure. You know, like there's like a living in weird times. Oh, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And that's just part of it. Strange you know? times, even. Strange times. Yes, we gave them a plug. They owe us. Um, well, we almost didn't this episode. I don't think we plugged them once last episode. Actually, is what I should say. Um, no, we did plug them, uh, but we plugged them this episode. Yes. And we are we are dragging uh, Davian's ass on this show uh, soon. I'm telling you, any day now, okay? Uh, any day we're now. Gonna, like, <laughs> we're gonna turn on the news, and there's gonna be like some weird cult, okay? There's gonna be some weird cult that worships booty holes, okay? This just roll me. Tyson's giving me a weird look. Bo- booty holes? You mean places booty where people like a treasure chest where people store things? No, 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 like an actual booty hole, like, you know, like your your oh, they wor- sphincter. Oh, they worship the booty hole. Right, you they worship the booty hole. This now, hasn't already happened? It hasn't already happened yet, I don't think. I don't believe it happened yet. Okay. But I'm sorry. So, so they worship the booty hole, and they're waiting for the extraterrestrials to drop down to take them to uh, another planet. And I just feel like that's going to be a thing. 
don't ask me why. Like, because we had that guy come from, like, you know, like the distant future, and the aliens made him drink before he got on the platform, because apparently time travel is probably very painful. I mean, I don't really understand the, uh, I don't understand the dynamics of time travel, but I, I, I believe that uh, black matter energy has something to do with it. And the aliens have unlocked the secret, so they told this guy, this, this poor bastard, to booze up, to get on the platform, and to warn everybody of the uh, impecking, impeccable doom that's coming. So, I, I, and since that's a thing, I feel that there's, yep, I feel like that's going to be a thing, too. Like, some, like, booty hole-worshipping cult is going to come out of nowhere in, like, this compound. And, like, hold on, let me draw you a picture, Tyson. This is going to be, like, their, their logo. Oh, no. So, so it's going to look like, it's going to look like this. It's very simple, because I'm not an artist, but it's going to look like this, okay? Okay. Like a butt. And or a it's going to be, like, on their robes, uh-huh. you know? And they're going to tell us that, you know... Uh, uh, these aliens are going to come and enslave the human race or something like that, and this is something, and, and these particular people in the ranch are, are like on the protected scrolls and they're not to be touched but I, I feel like that's going to be a thing any day now Okay, interesting it's, it's, it's uh, you know and oh, and by the way, if there is this will be what they give us as entertainment Okay I sent you something. Oh, okay. Let me check it out. Salute. So. Yes. Seltzer water. I have a feeling what you just showed me. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling like that's like their party music. Okay, I got something else for you. You don't have to watch that whole thing. I, I, I do have something you will like though. But go, do your do your thing. I'll, I'll find this for you. Okay, I just do uh, I just do a invitation to Corey uh, Alps of uh, the Evil Teddy Bear Podcast. Corey Epps via uh, Facebook. Huh? Co- Corey Epps. Alps, yeah, Epps, yeah. Epps. I was. It's like Omar yeah, Epps or was, Mike Epps. Sorry, go ahead. I always mess up people's last names for some reasons. You know, nothing personal. It's no, yeah. I mean, I hope you don't mind if I, you know, I don't, I don't generally correct people. You don't remember my last name? No, it's not that. I just, I'm not a. I know people don't like to be corrected. No, so correct. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I appreciate no, being corrected. Correct. But you know, there's sometimes. Oh, I always do because if, if I go, can always. you imagine like walking? Sorry. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine like walking around like? Like mispronouncing a word and thinking like it's a thing, and then someone says, uh, "Dude, you've been pronouncing it wrong for like a hundred fucking years. This is the way it really is." Sure. And then like the whole time, no, yeah, like you don't like appreciate being like corrected. Like this way, I don't look like an asshole. Well, yeah, no, I, uh, I, yeah, I mean, there are words that I, I, I didn't know what they were, uh, like the word aficionado. Um, it was like one of these. I think I feel like we talked about this once before, but I definitely saw this word is, or I've definitely talked about this recently with somebody. But uh, I looked at the word aficionado, and I just didn't. I didn't know how to pronounce it, and I didn't really take the time to learn or ask anybody. And so I just, I just in my head that word was pronounced uh, aficandio, I think, or something like that. 
And I just, I also never used it. So I'd see the word in a book and I'd go, okay. And because he was an Afrikandio, I don't know what that is. And I'd just move on. I'd move on. Because if I didn't do that, not knowing what that word was or whatever a word was would stop my brain and I wouldn't be able to process the rest of the paragraph and sometimes the rest of whatever I was reading. Like, I don't grasp this one bit, so I don't know how I'm going to follow it to the next thing. But, you know, that's just how I develop, how vocabulary develops is take the time and look stuff up, you know. It's, it's, it's you know, if you want mm-hmm. to understand. That's how you learn, though. Yeah, yeah, it's learning. It's, it's, it's you know, in, like, as you were pointing out in uh, episode, uh, I don't know, it was also White Noise 2, Parade for Neuroplasticity, you know, mm-hmm. the brain can take on a lot of new, new information, lots more than people give themselves credit for. There you go. When he comes back, ladies and gentlemen. There you are. That, but, you know, speaking of being corrected. Yes. Just so you know that if you're going to be a member of the cult who worships the booty hole, they don't like to be corrected. So if you told them that the aliens are not coming, they'd get royally pissed off at you. Do you, do you suppose that the people uh, would adopt or satirize or adapt, rather, I guess you could say, um, Marilyn Manson's beautiful people? They'd be like, the booty hole people, the booty hole people. Yeah. The booty hole people, the booty hole people. The booty hole people, the booty hole people. Yeah, yeah. I like ah, that, ah, dude. The booty hole people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... Just... I feel like that should be a thing, too, actually. You know, the instead of, like, the beautiful people, it's just the booty hole people. Actually, you know, booty is actually a thing, too. Um... But it's part of like a wrestling gimmick for wrestlers who have like a, a box of cereal. It's called Bootios, but this is just called Booty Hole. So I feel I feel like I feel like this is going to be a thing. Booty holes and oats. It's right. No, that's a... I, I, I feel like you know. Yes. 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 But it's part of our, like, it's part of our, um, okay, so the, the audience is probably wondering why the fuck I'm even talking about this. Like, the guy from outer space, uh, the, the the cult that worships the booty holes. I, I gotta say, um, I'm curious. Well, my, the, I, I do have a point to all this. It, it took me a while for, for my point to uh, no, be fine. known to me. It's not, you know, okay, it's not easy to have conversations. That's cool. That's good. It's not easy to have conversations. Sometimes. Um, not, um, Sometimes it's not easy to have conversations, but that's okay. No, my point, though, is, is that we, we are living in a very weird... We're living in a very weird society mm. where the abnormal has become the normal, and the normal has become the abnormal. So I have a, I have a feeling that this is like a thing. It's going to be a thing because we live in such a weird, uh, weird society now where, where things that like you wouldn't even think would be like normal 10 years ago is now normal. I mean, yeah, I think that's probably a, a normal. I think that in itself is probably a normal thing. I think it's maybe the things that are changing or things that we notice more because they might pertain to us in some way, perhaps. Mm. So I, mean, I think things are changing all the time. Like you know, I'm sure my parents are, have been noticing things being weirder as they went through 20 years of life, you know, or, or the first 20 years of life, even. Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah, I'm I, with I, you. I, I, I want to see what's going to happen, like, in the next five years, like, how weird 
things are actually going to become. Like, even more... In fact, I'm sending you a picture. Against the ninja, we will fight the battle I can't end. find the picture. Against the ninja, he can't find the huh. picture of it. Against the ninja... There's a picture that I saw on Facebook, and it was a dude that had on sunglasses, he had on, like, a full suit as far as, like, the top half was concerned, and he was wearing, like, these type of shorts over the uh, over the suit, and you've probably seen it yourself, but I can't find it, but he was a model. Oh, yeah? And he was modeling this outfit, I'm just saying, like, that's, like, the weird, that's, like, the weird stuff that's, like... It seems to be accepted nowadays. It's just like weirdness, you know. So it's underwear outside the clothes fashion. Yeah, I wish I can. Yeah, I wish I can find it. Um, I mean, yeah, there's very, there's varying levels of underwear outside the clothes that have been. <sighs> oh. Ah. Yeah. Does mm-hmm. Stephen Hawkins died? Yes. Rest in peace. That's a sad thing. Rest in peace, Stephen Hawkins. Mm-hmm. I have a, you know, like, I wonder how, like, did you ever like to, to, to wonder, like, how smart that guy actually was? I mean, he was brilliant. That's a good question. Um, I, do, I, I would think about it occasionally, but, um, like, I, I, uh, read mm-hmm. A Brief History of Time, and also I have seen the documentary, uh, slash biopic, The Adaptation, by Errol Morris, director of uh, The Onion Field and uh, I think it's The Onion Field and uh, Fast Cheap and Out of Control and other documentaries like that yeah uh, it was a a good film I actually had it on VHS for many years I don't think I still have that anymore Um, but did you ever see A Brief History of Time the the film adaptation of um, Stephen Hawking's book no but where can I find it that's a great question um I also haven't seen it in years, but I did see it a few times. Well, because I, I, I owned it. I used to own it. All right, let's see here. Um, I might still, actually, somewhere. Um, I, let's see if it's on uh, YouTube. Oh, oh, well, yeah, could be. It looks like. Well, okay, so would you like to see a trailer for it? Um, Absolutely. Okay, let me, let me show you the trailer for it, and... Uh, and then I'll see if we can find it for you streaming somewhere to watch if you're interested or anybody else is interested. Perfect. This looks like. Oh yeah, this is from the, <coughs> this is from the Criterion Collection, so this is definitely going to be uh, one I probably saw in the theater because that's where you know that's where I'd see trailers back in the days. I would see them on uh, VHS copies of films that were like like very few of them because the Disney trailers all the Disney films that came the clamshells the white clamshells with Sorcerer Mickey. I feel like I've talked to you about this before or mentioned it. Those Sorcerer Mickey clamshells. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds really familiar to me. Uh, anyway, so let me send you this. I sent okay. you something from uh, Miami Connection, too, but uh, you can look at that at another time. It's a, it's a song to get you in the mood to watch the movie. The, a scene that's really early in the film. Anyway, here is the Brief History of Time trailer. Got it. All right, Errol Morris. Okay, so let's see. Let's see what it says. A brief history of time. Oh, 
which came first, the chicken or the egg? Did the universe have a beginning, and if so, what happened before then? Where did the universe come from, and where is it going? Hunter's sound has dropped out, and we're just waiting for it to come back on. I mean, my family and Stephen, everybody, you have your disasters, but the point is that we have survived. Everybody has disasters, and yet some people disappear and are never seen again. How real is time? Will it ever come to an end? That is very cool, dude. Uh, it does raise some very important questions. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, think about this. What is, like, uh, throughout our day, right, from, like, the time we wake up to the time we go to bed, like, what, like, what's the most important thing that dictates our day? Um, breathing. Well, besides that, dude. Oh. I mean, okay, so here's, like, a riddle. There's, there's not really a riddle, but, like... What's the one thing that we never seem to have enough of? Time. Correct. <clears throat> now, we spend our entire day, right? And sometimes days, weeks, months, not so much years, but we spend our entire time, time, <laughs> uh, basically around time. Like, you know, well, I have two hours to do this, and it has to be done so that I can do this by five o'clock but when you really stop to think that time is nothing but a construct it doesn't really exist but yet we dedicate so much time time again to it so i mean that's another important question like why like obviously time was invented for a reason you know but when you really get down to it dude like time doesn't exist in space because it's a construct that's all time really is it doesn't exist you know, so that that's well, or it's one the, of the or it's the fourth dimension. Where's the fourth dimension? Or it's the fourth dimension as proposed oh, yeah. by H.G. Uh, Wells uh, in the Time Machine. He was, you know, saying the three dimensions: there's length, breadth, and width, and that the fourth dimension is duration, I believe. Mm-hmm. But that's but, but I understand that, what you're saying. I'm sorry. But that's a very interesting. Uh, that's a movie, right? Uh, it's a book as well. But yeah, it's, a, it's the Time Machine by H.G. Wells. Yeah. No, I'm talking about what you just what you just sent me. No, I, I sent you the trailer to Stephen Hawking's uh, A Brief History of Time, which you watched. And it was directed by Earl Morris with music by Philip Glass, my favorite composer. But I did find, I think, a link to uh, to the film on YouTube that you could watch. Uh, but I'm not sure what the question was. Uh, what did I, what did I, I feel like I misunderstood something. No, no, no. The, the the brief history in time trailer that that's that's a documentary. That's a movie, right? Yeah, it's it's yeah, it is, okay. it, it is a documentary kind of. I mean, it's like, but it's not. It's it it is certainly a documentary, but it's not a. It's a documentary in a different sort of way. It's not like a Michael Moore documentary, you know, which those are fine, but they're it's not that kind of thing. It's um, and it's not really like a Ken Burns documentary either. Errol Morris kind of has a particular style. Um, oh, the thin blue line. That was one. Not the thin red line, but the thin blue line. That was a good one. I'm writing well. that down. And uh, Fast, Cheap, and Out of Control was after after A Brief History of Time, I believe. 
Um, but I, and then Thin Blue Line was beforehand. And there's more than these. I just can't think of. Uh, I haven't seen all of his documentaries, but I do like them. And most, I think they, the one, the ones I have seen also tend to have music by Philip Glass in them. And I'm, I've been a fan of Philip Glass's music since. Um, well, I mean, I, he probably since quite a Scotsy. That's when I first heard the name associated with the music I was hearing and enjoying. But I mean, his music was on early Sesame Street as well. So I'm sure I picked it up from there. Because I, I really gravitated towards classical music and classical instruments when I was a very, they say the most very brilliant minds. Hmm. They say the most brilliant minds do enjoy classical music, not just for the sound, hmm. but how it's created. Really, that's interesting. I don't know. I just made that shit up, but it sounded smart, right? Yeah, it sounded great. I bought it. I mean, think about it though. The, the most brilliant minds, right? I mean, it does make sense to to an extent. Hmm. The most brilliant minds not only enjoy what they're listening to, like when they, when they listen to Bach or Beethoven, but they, they appreciate how it was created. Like the you know, like they're listening to like the, the chords and, and the different, because it, it's more complex than like a regular song, I would think, like classical music. So the most brilliant minds enjoy classical music. There you are. Well, okay. So I would say, yeah, probably... Uh, and, and there's also there's probably a great amount of people who are dumber than Vox that also like classical music so probably because I mean dumber it, than a box or I mean it's easy to well, like like classical music I was you know exposed to it through cartoons Warner Brothers cartoons I was exposed to it through Sesame Street through Warner Brothers cartoons through, through children's television basically and and, uh, and Disney movies Fantasia you know um in the disco music of from Saturday Night Fever, there was like Night on Bald Mountain, and then there was a Fifth of Beethoven, and all these. I understood that there was this relationship between this music, what I was hearing, and some that had been around for a long time and was kind of retro and coming back into style in some way in the seventies. Like, like the single "Jay Z Joy of Man's Desiring," the single is in the film Boogie Nights, and it's like I had that on an album. I had that that single on a that song rather on a on a updated classical music compilation when I was very young and I would listen to it because the song was fantastic. Do you know which song I'm talking about? Uh, what's the name of the song again? I, I think it's called Jesus Joy of Man's Desiring but it needs to, it's a specific version of it, so. Let's see here. I don't think so. There's a, a version of it done by Josh Groban that's fantastic, but the, um, there's a kind of a rock version or sort of a, a yeah, rock version. Yeah, that's funny. I just put an R in the search and it knew what I was talking about. Oh, it's called... Okay, so the version that that I grew up hearing is called Joy, and it's called Joy, mm-hmm. and then the parentheses it says Box Jay-Z Joy Advanced Desiring, but the song is by... It's less than three minutes long, and it's by uh, Apollo 100. Apollo 100. Yeah. So I had this on vinyl uh, um, when I was a kid, and this it was kind of like between that and hearing it on Sesame Street and hearing it on... Uh, in cartoons and being used all over the place, the Muppets used it. You know, there's uh, classical music was around, and it was that's what I I, I I was around it. You know. Ready for Halloween? Well, it doesn't have to be Halloween for you to be ready for this. The Combat Radio two disc Halloween albums. 
featuring many of our epic regulars, musicians, songs, and haunted audio tales. All there for you anytime you want it. You want Halloween in August? You want it in May? You want it in April? Get it. Go to CD Baby, enter Combat Radio Halloween, and get yourself hooked up with some haunted awesomeness today. Speaking of music, but in a different way than other people because you said you had you said you had vinyl records, right? Yes. Okay. I had a few myself. But here's what's funny. Growing up in like the, the nineties, like think about this now. Like you like a, a, a particular song you hear in a movie or you like a particular song that you hear on, on the radio, right? Sure. So you're like, Oh my god, I like this song so much I wanna be able to listen to it whenever I want. So what do we do in the twenty first century? We just go on our smartphones, we go to YouTube, right? And we just download the song and we just listen to the we add it to our playlist. We we listen to the song constantly. Like this is one of my favorite songs. I'm not gonna play the whole thing because it's it's too long, but um here's one of my favorite here's one of my favorite songs cool. that I've been listening to late. It's my go to song. Oh good. Song, not that it's on. It? Yeah. Here we go. Oh. Leonard Cohen waiting for the miracle. Oh, I love me some Leonard Cohen. But you see, like, my point, like, you see my point, though, like, you can bring that song up because, you know, I mean, I heard it in Natural Born Killers. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I certainly know who Leonard Cohen is. And The Future was um, in that movie, too, right? Yeah. But... I brought this song up, and now I can listen to it whenever I want. But what's what's back? What's funny about this is back in the '90s, we used to take blank cassette tapes and put them, you know, in like a separate device to put it next to the radio to to listen to this to record the song so we would have it if we couldn't afford to buy, you know, actual cassette tapes. And what's funny is because you hear your parents in the background saying, "Turn that fucking music off." Or turn it down or whatever. Oh yeah, the old recording tape recorder next to the stereo trick, yeah, or the or the radio yes. trick, yeah, totally. Before before there was the radio with the rec- with the recorder built in option that you know where you could record off of the radio was like the next thing. So you, it, with mm-hmm. that, not like but like in the unit, so it'd be like yeah, you could record from it. Absolutely, but you know I miss vinyl, dude. I mean, According in to fact. You. If you go to Barnes and Nobles, they do sell vinyl records, which is fucking awesome because it's like a nostalgic thing. Sure, yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely, yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of nostalgia. So that song, yeah, that one from the 70s, it's a, this is a song that was the soundtrack of, of the 70s, basically, and it was and it was featured in Boogie Nights on the, uh, in a scene. And it's, when I heard it, I was like, I understand. I know exactly what time, <laughs> what time period this is because... Well, let's hear it. Because, Hold on. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Oh, we can actually slip this ad. Booty hole people. Right the booty hole people. Oh. <laughs> okay, I'm digging it. It's Bach. But, okay. Apollo 100 Joy. Box. Something Joy of Man's Desire.
I'm gonna add this to my uh, favorites. There you go. Well, yeah, listening to this now. If you listen to this and then you listen to my some of my music, like next to it, mm. it's like you can see what kind of like influences that some of it has. It's like. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't get near this kind of excellence, but I, you can definitely hear some of the of the influence. Right? It's like, oh, you know, I, I mean, if, if you're the type of person that likes to listen to music for influence, like there's this great album by World Party called Goodbye Jumbo, and you can hear like the Beatles and, and all sorts of influences all over it. The Beatles, Bob Dylan, um, and some other stuff. But it doesn't detract from it. It's just kind of like it makes it like like those Star Wars books that are in the extended universe kind of thing. You know, it's not actually Beatles or Bob Dylan, but it's Beatles and Bob Dylan adjacent, so it's kind of cool still. You know, World Party. That, that was another... This is around 91 or 90, I think. Goodbye, Jumbo. Around there. Anyway, sorry. I think when you create something, I think, like, there's always something that influences uh, how you create something. Not necessarily, like, trying to, like, rip it off, but, like, a particular style that you like... Yeah. So it does influence you. Like that right there, I, I dude, that's amazing right there. So I, I added that to my playlist. Cool. So what I do is I, I collect, like for example, on YouTube, I have uh, I have a playlist of you know particular different songs, different genres, and things like that. So uh, I just added this one because I like it. So it's, it's I have quite a few songs on my favorites. Um, so. Like, I have, like, a collection of, like, uh, classical, I have a collection of, like, rock, you know, rap, uh, things like that, and um, some reggaeton, things like that. Reggaeton. I mean, so it's, it's, I definitely appreciate different styles of music. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I like all sorts of different, yeah. Sorry, yeah, so I, I definitely, I, I definitely enjoy like different, like uh, different genres of music. I mean, because it's it's all influential. It's it's and it's all based on like, your mood. So like obviously, if you're in a joyful mood, you want to listen to something that's joyful. If you're, you know, you're feeling uh, sad about yourself, you, you you obviously listen to something that's a little bit sad or angry. You might listen to something that's. You know, like angry or, you know, or if, 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 because classical, if you want to appreciate something that's like more sophisticated, you listen to classical music, like Bach, Beethoven, etc. So, I mean, music does influence our life. Oh, absolutely. In a lot of ways. Um, other, other music that I, that was classical influenced and also combined it with rock that I enjoyed from the, that period, uh, Electric Light Orchestra. I, I, you know. I love go. many of their songs. I mean, there's a lot of people that hate Electric Light Orchestra, and it's like, whatever. Yeah, I mean, to, to each their own. Like, I would enjoy yeah. something like that myself. Plenty of music out there. But then again, you and I have a lot of similar tastes. So, and usually, like, when you recommend, and this is the truth, everybody. When Tyson usually recommends something to me, uh, I listen to it. You know, I, I, I do give it a legitimate watch or listen, and... and uh, because our styles are so close or exact, I do like everything that he's he's recommended thus far. I mean, there may come a time when I'm like, yeah, Tyson, you know, I, I didn't really like that as much as what you recommended previously. But <laughs> so far, everything he's recommended, uh, I particularly uh, like. So, I mean, it's but that's that's the awesome thing about it. You know? oh, I appreciate you know, so that. You never really recommended anything I didn't like. I mean, you know, I, tr I try different things out there. You know, I appreciate it. There's some stuff it's just i like 
you know a lot of strange things, but I like there are things that I think are beautiful in a particular way, and it's it's hard to uh, it's like um, it's hard to know if another person will see things or see things the same. Well, no, actually, it's there's some okay, so music. Mm-hmm. It's not just music, but instruments. Like when a violin is played at a particular frequency, it hits you in your body in a specific way, and hits you in your gut and your chest and area. And strings will make you feel emotion by hearing them, which is why they use strings in emotional scenes in movies to let you know where the emotional, you know, movements. They score it with strings because there's something about the string that sounds like a a a a gentle wailing, you know, depending on how it's used. Like you know, sometimes there the strings are aggressive, and you're like, and like like say. Or, you know, but other times it's like, mm-hmm. waiting for the sound, waiting, waiting for the music to come back on. Hello. I'm back. All right. And then other times it's like, well, you know, it's more hummy, but like, it, but it just starts. Like we're just we're we're uh, in the third season in Downton Abbey right now. We just started watching it recently. My parents love that. Yeah, we only just recently got into it. It's a great series. Have you seen it yet? Um, I've seen like uh, uh, bits and pieces when my parents were watching it, but bits and pieces. I don't watch it, but it, it looks like phenomenal to me. You know, it's it's you back. You back. Okay, yeah. You, you know, it is it is um it is a soap opera. And it, it is it is a very you know it's well done it's well written the characters are great it is the type of television that can be very emotional and a person sometimes has to be in the mood for that sort of thing like you know I like or like watching Breaking Bad you know that it's going to it's a great it's great television but you have to be in the mood to be taken to a place emotionally you know that could be That's very true. that could be dark and challenging and you might not want to do too many in a row you know it's it's hard to say. You know, Lost is kind of like that. That's how you know. But that—that's how you know. Like, for example, with Breaking Bad, uh, Down Abbey, when you can connect emotionally with your audience, like it, when you can make them feel what it is, like you're trying to get out there, like you know, like two like a character dies or a character's experiencing joy or something like that. But when you can get the the, the audience to connect on that emotional level. You know you did a good job. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's one thing to just sit there and just watch something and be like you have like no emotional ties to it. You're like totally emotionally disconnected to it. Like yeah, it's okay. It's not like you know like a, a comedy. Like if you're not really really into comedy, you're like yeah, it's 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 okay. It's not funny or you know a, a horror movie where it's obviously you know it's not scary. You you don't care because it's fake. But when you have a particular show like that and you can get them to connect on an emotional level, then it's a powerful show. You know what I mean? Like Downton Abbey, like the, the fans of, of, of that particular show, they care about everything like the, the characters are going through. Like they know it's fake, obviously. They know it's, it's, it's all fake. It's not sure. real. But yeah. for, for that, however long that shows that particular episode's going on, like they're engaged, like they're lost, like they're not here anymore, if that makes sense. Like, they're connected, so it's, it's, and you're right, you have to be in the mood to watch something like that. But, as far as, like, that, like, as, as the, the, as far as, like, the, the, the few, 
uh, bits and pieces I've seen of Downton Abbey. It was a, it's phenomenal. So I think it's 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 a definitely on my bucket list to watch at some point in time to give it a chance because I like to be like an open mind and give everything a chance. Just about. It's on Amazon Prime too, so. Oh sweet! Yeah, I'm watching it. Do you remember? And that's on the PPC network, right? Network. Uh, BBC, I think. It is. It's UK television. I can't remember if it's BBC. Yeah, that's what I mean. Or two or what? But yeah. British. I remember watching that network when I was a kid. Yeah. And the the cartoon that I used to watch off that network was uh, the Mysterious Cities of Gold. Yes. Yes, we've we've uh, we've touched on mysterious cities of gold. Uh, I was a while, what's while cool back. Is, yeah. What's What's cool is is the fact that when I was a kid, like, and I'm talking like real little, as young as like seven, eight years old. Here I'm thinking I'm watching a cartoon, right? Of a bunch of kids who are like, and they included aliens in it. Like they 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 did it up, but like. I'm thinking, like, I'm watching a cartoon with, like, aliens and cities of gold and this and that. And, like, I would think, none of, you know, nothing of it. As an adult, I find out that there's actual some truth behind that TV show as far as, like, you know, there was a, a legendary city of gold that, you know, the Spaniards tried to find during the, uh, during the uh, Spanish Inqu- uh, Inquisition, the Spanish Conquest. So, as a kid, they were teaching us something about history through cartoons so it was, it was a pretty cool idea to do yeah absolutely uh, you know getting people interested in like yeah history alternate history you know um, um, I don't I don't know if um, like Raiders of the Lost Ark got me interested in archaeology per se um, but I'm sure I think, I'm I think sure Indiana somebody... Jones totally did for me I think I think it did uh, get me interested in uh you know, archaeology to some degree because it's, I mean, in a way it's cool because you're discovering, you're, you're learning about history, you're discovering it, you know? Yeah, I think I think for me it was more, not specifically archaeology, but I think I might have gotten into, like, um, specifically, like, Egyptian stuff. I didn't branch out much until later. Uh, not much later. I, th- I don't know. I, when, did I, when did I start getting really interested in other cultures? Uh, around the world, like really interested. Like I was interested to a certain point, but I got really, really interested, like in a global way. Um, okay, yeah. So actually, it was around ninety-one or ninety-two or something. I I saw the documentary *Chariots of the Gods* for the first time. But Eric von okay. Daniken's uh, book I had read actually, and uh, it's it talks about the Earth as a, as a as a cargo cult basically. Which is what the uh, television, the History Channel television, Ancient Aliens is based on. Essentially, is that idea, and then and then extrapolated from there. So, like, uh, I started becoming more curious about uh, similarities in anthropology, really, more so than archaeology itself. But like the way different cultures evolved alongside each other, or or you know, just alongside each other in as in terms of history. But you know maybe millions of miles away from each other, millions, uh, thousands of miles away from each other. <laughs> millions. Millions of years ago, in the land... You're on close. Of, yes? Boy, I hear movement. I hear movement Boy, in these is this. ferns. Okay, you're back. <sighs> All right. <clears throat> well, that... Um, oh, sorry, 
Oh, you wanted to wrap it up? I mean, we should, but you, I want you to get see what you're going to say. Gonna say. I was kind of joking, trying to do it there. I just, but that's the, yeah, we should wrap it up. So, what were you going to say? Okay. Um, to to get our audience on track about what we were talking about, like influence and shit mm-hmm. like that, because you were talking about what if you know we're talking about music influences this and your art and things like that. What uh, influenced me, uh, and this happened like four years ago. What really inf- uh, influenced me in like Christianity, Catholicism would be uh, the book called The Zealot, which is a, a very interesting read. Yes, you've heard, I've heard tell of this book before. Um, I can't remember. Uh, you mentioned it on, I can't remember what episode, but it is so, written by Simon Scarrow. Mm-hmm. And it is also known as The Eagle in the Sand. Yes, okay. I do remember talking about this, yeah. I I don't mm-hmm. know where to get this book. Probably, probably might be able to use a local bookstore. It's a little hard to find books, although I guess I can go on Amazon. <sighs> oh, Spurs. Sorry. Speaking of popular music cues from the 60s and 70s, um, Classical Gas by Mason Williams was another one I, I, I enjoyed mm. later. Uh, but, you know, they're, they're these great instrumentals, you know, of, of time period. Doing instrumentals is uh, something I've always wanted to try to do, that I've always wanted to do well uh, and uh, always fall short. But I do try. I do keep trying. So That's all you can do, dude. Just yeah. keep on at it. Practice makes perfect. I like it. I like instrumentals. So that's good. I also like uh, stuff with, uh, you know, performances. I also like oranges. I just don't have them very often. Oranges? Yeah, I just realized I'm babbling, so I just thought I'd go to the next thought. Um, anyway, oh, here, where's that? Did I send you that song? Yes, you did. The uh, the come to think of it. Yeah, it's the same song think? from Miami Connection. Is music of the same era? Yeah, it's basically the same kind of sound as the music from the uh, the aerobics thing I sent you. Let's see. I'm gonna take a listen to it real quick. Yeah, yeah. This is. I'd like to welcome to my club, Park Avenue, Central Florida's hottest nightclub. We have a special treat for you today. We have a new house band. Yeah. The Little Bitch Rock and Roll. Yeah, this is different. The only Dragon Star. And now the actual performance that comes after that. Yeah. And they have Pyro.
very awesome song. This one was done in the eighties, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah so that was that was basically like part of the whole eighties culture basically. Yeah, and that is literally that is a scene from Miami Connection. It's it's right after the opening with with that has like cocaine dealing motorcycle riding ninjas. It's it's this movie's That's crazy. Awesome it is a crazy film and it's it is on Amazon Prime, so uh, it's fun. Uh, it's not for everybody, but it's I, but it's definitely for you <laughs> and me. Oh, absolutely, dude! I, that's like the movie that I would definitely enjoy. So that was a scene from it, and uh, that's just the that's Dragon Sound playing. Uh, the band is it. They're a band that are basically also Taekwondo black belts, and they're called Dragon Sound. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's so cool, though. Yeah, and the film was directed by uh, partially directed by, but also uh, is co-directed by Y.K. Kim. And mostly financed by YK Kim was this. Uh, he's a ninth degree black belt in uh, Orlando, Florida, and he. Uh, so like most of the people in like the entire cast, practically if not all of them, is all like students of his. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's 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 a it's an it's a great story, and that story is in that vice documentary that I mentioned last week. Uh, Outsider. That is definitely something that I'm going to be uh, jamming out to. Yeah, it's catchy. It's very catchy, and that's this. Now, if you noticed, it's also very stylistically similar to the other one from the trailer, which was against the ninja. That's against the ninja. We will fight the battle to win against the ninja. Yeah, it's like it's you know it's the same. Yeah, it's the same kind of. It's the same band, and there's just other just other band. If you if you do watch it on Amazon, make sure you have the subtitles on because that way you get all the lyrics to the song. As it's, nice. as it's performing, you can like follow the story of the song because it's or the story of the song because some of them some of the lyrics are really funny. It's or but they're funny because they're on the nose to what's happening in the plot of the movie in a very strange way, in a very meta way, like unintentionally meta. It's fun, it's fun stuff. Anyway, absolutely, it, it, it's it's an awesome movie. It's like one of those like I want to call it an eighties gem. World. Yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. It is. I would, I would, I would say that. You know, and it was the year before Bat- Tim Burton's Batman. Oh, okay. Yeah, because okay. Tim Burton's Batman came out in '89, so this one was released in '87 or '88 rather, but filmed in '87. Doesn't matter. Well, that about does it for Antisocial Show. I'm Tyson Sainer, and I'm Hunter Block. Be decent to each other. Absolutely. Have a good time, folks. Mm-hmm.